living in an unreal fantasy world. Let's say 1952. So <laughs> exactly. Cool, Rich. Well, let's get rolling, man. Awesome. Let's do it. All right. This is the Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast. The podcast is brought to you by Kingpin Tattoo Supply. Kingpin can be found online at kingpintattoosupply.com. They're on uh, Instagram at Kingpin Tattoo Supply. Um, also on Twitter at uh, simply uh, Kingpin Supply. Um, special thanks go also out to Hustle Butter Deluxe um, and Waterloo Tattoo Workstations. Thank you guys for, uh, for supporting this show and for supporting my tattooing. Um, my guest today is a, a lifelong artist um, currently tattooing in Yucca Valley at a shop called Liquid Tattoo. Uh, he was a featured artist on Musings Stop of the Rockstar Energy Drink Inked Up World Tour. Uh, at the convention, at that particular convention, his tattoo of James Dean took Tattoo of the Day. Uh, a few of his sponsors include Sullen Clothing, Eternal Ink, and Bishop Rotary. I'm super stoked um, as I've researched this guy's work and history to have uh, Rich Pineda on the show today. How's it going, man? Doing good, man. Doing great. Good. You were, uh, One of your sponsors is Bishop Rotaries, man. How do you weigh on, uh, in on the whole coil rotary thing? Uh, you know, with the coil rotary thing, I started out on coils. Um, still use them every once in a while. I think they're great tools um, for me personally. I, I like uh, rotaries just because they, they uh, first of all, they're a lot lighter, so they're not so heavy on my hands. I have a really big problem with my bones, arthritis, and that kind of stuff. So uh, that helped out tremendously. It allowed me to have a history, I mean, a, a future in tattooing where, you know, working with coils, I thought, man, this is going to be a short-lived thing. They were At the end of the day, it was just killing me, but... Um, I see guys put out work that's amazing with coils. I see guys put out work that's amazing with rotary. Uh, and both get great heels. I just think it's all really based on what the user likes. For me personally, if you're asking me personally what I what, what I love about it, I, I think it just makes it – it's a lot quicker of a process for me. I, I work very fast, so I tend to – like something that's going to speed up my process. Uh, it's definitely got a lot less vibration at the tip. So working with a quicker hand motion, hand speed that I do, I think it just creates a little less damage for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you know, that's, that's just smooth. my opinion. Yeah, it's just my opinion. I love I love the results it gets. I love the heels it gets. And when it comes to rotaries, um, uh, I've tried them all, you know. Um, Bishop was definitely one of the ones that I started out with. And then I just thought, well, if this is – as good as it is, there must be something better out there. So I tried everything. And uh, there are a lot of great machines out there, most definitely. But Bishop Rotary is the one I always came back to. I got sponsored by them only because I was using them repeatedly for two years prior to that. It, it was like, you want a sponsorship? He was already giving me free machines. It's like, you know, you want the title? I'm like, I guess, you know, it doesn't matter. But but yeah, I guess I'm endorsed by them. And, and, and I love Franco. It's more, and what Franco has done for my career has been great too. He's badass, man. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's uh, awesome. I've used a Bishop too, uh, just recently on a, uh, my last trip down South and I liked it. It was really smooth. Um, I, on the day to day, I use both coils and rotaries, yeah. but, uh, I do like the, I do like the smoothness and consistency that, um, rotaries give, you know, they're, yeah, it's a lot less, you know, I've, I've really started trying to break down like my process with with the equipment that I'm using. And one thing I'm going to go to in probably the next couple of weeks, I'm going to ink and iron. Um, oh, yeah. In June. And then when I get back, I'm switching my uh, uh, over to a battery. Um, oh, yeah, the battery. 
Yeah, you know, I've I've used there's a couple guys that that use them in the shop and I've used it and it's super smooth and I've heard nothing but great things about running off a battery and not using the inconsistency of the, you know, I'm tattooing in a building that's hella old. So right. the power you know, is constantly fluctuating and and it and it came through the other day. I was using some coil machines and um I was just like, what the fuck? You know, Maybe a little boost? Like, why am I? No, it was just, you know, it's, it's inconsistent. So it'll yeah. like chatter, you know, a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, why am I fighting against myself? I'm already fighting the variable of the skin. You know, why am I fighting against my equipment as sure. well? So sure. But it's, uh, I like them. I like, I like that. So yeah. That, I think, I think that's what I feel. Uh, I, I pretty much dig about the rotaries is their consistency. I think with, uh, with coil machines, I was, I was taking them apart almost every other day. Um, you know, the weather would change and my machine would change and it would just drive me nuts, fucking go crazy. Yeah. Um, so that w- this way I just, I, uh, I could pick up my machine, man. It, it never, never runs any different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, it's like having a wife that has the same awesome attitude every day. And we know that, you know, that's usually not the case. It, you know, just like all humans, we go through our moods. So I don't want a moody machine too. Exactly. Um, not that I have a moody wife. My wife's great. <laughs> that sounded wrong. She's probably gonna kick my ass. <laughs> right. Shit. But no. Um, no. I. I. Uh, I just don't. I don't want a moody machine. So I, I just. I got really not lazy, but I just wanted to get in and do my job. I'm not one of those guys that goes in two hours before, pay, breaks out my machines and 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 starts loving just tinkering around with them. I mean, I did at first for the first like year of tattooing. And then I got fucking bored of that real quick, man. I just want to get in, do my work. My tools are my tools and nothing more. They're just an extension of my hand. I used to put so much um, value and weight into the importance of the machines themselves, which really the only thing that I feel is ultimately the most important is your ink. It's the only thing we're leaving with the client. There's not leaving the, the needles with them. We're not leaving the machines with them. We're not leaving my you know anything other than just the ink so i feel that as long as you get the ink in cleanly um and and clearly uh it's the only important thing i had a friend of mine um who uh actually tattooed with a 12 dollar cam machine the free ones that you get when you buy over 100 bucks from cam supply i got a christmas tree worth of them you know like in his tattoo was the same as any other tattoo. It maybe only frustrated him 15 minutes out of the entire tattoo and it healed perfectly. It just showed me that it's not the the tools. It's, it's the person behind the tools. And once you get past that, uh, man, those things just become, uh, whether a person's old school and is crying about rotaries and is all traditional or whether it's all new school and fuck traditional and it's all rotaries i just don't even bother myself with any of that shit i i I answer questions like this only to give my my viewpoint on it you know i really i really just when it comes down to it truthfully i just don't give a shit what i use i shit there's so many times where i didn't have my bishop i just picked up whatever and it fucking was fine i mean it frustrates me a little bit but god it it now that doesn't that doesn't go, you know, to say that they're not all different because they are, and everybody there are a lot of people pickier than I am. But 
Um, and it's and it's all right, you know. If you're picky, that's right. If you're not picky, that's right too, yeah. you know. Um, but but for me, I just I, I choose a bishop because it works just fine. Yeah. It gets great heels. I'm totally used to them. So uh, if I was used to something else, I'd be I'd be hyping that machine up, you know. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, I get it, man. I mean, I, I've been. On that same, that last trip that I went down south, the reason I used a rotary is because I forgot all my machines. And at the first stop that I, we went to, I went in, you know, I had to go into the shop. And it's, this is a shop full of tattooers. There's got to be a machine in there somewhere that I can use. Right. You know? I was like, hey, well, I need. Oil, it's tough. I need a liner and a shader that runs pretty fast. You know, he throws me a couple Everybody's machines. Everybody's coils run so different. I think, you know what? I think that's what I love about rotary, that if I forget my shit, I could just be like, hey, bro, could I borrow your rotary? And it's going to run the fucking seam as pretty right. much it for the rotary, man. They go up and fucking down. Nothing stops them. It's really hard to say that they're very different, which, I, I mean, I guess some people think they are, but I, I don't really think that they're different. Now, one thing I want to go back and say real quick, though, is the one thing uh, I say that sets Bishop Rotaries apart is the people behind the machine. The people that work over at Rotary and Franco who owns it and the way he runs his business and the integrity that he has for this industry and for tattooing is no one else in this business has that type of work ethic and integrity as Franco. They may come close. They may be just as not, but they're not up there. They're, they're, no one's going to beat him. He's, he's, uh, he, when he's sleeping, he's dreaming of ways to make his machines and tattoos and the industry better. I don't think anybody else has got that. And he's helped me uh, in ways that no one helped me when I was, I'm still nobody, but when I was nobody, nobody, you know, below nobody, he believed in me and, uh, helped guide me in a way that was unselfish in ways that would benefit me, not him, which everybody else has always helped me with ways that would benefit us both. Right. You know, which is fine. That's the way business happens, but he's the only one that ever did anything for me without himself in mind. He always had me in mind. And then later on, he said, Hey man, if you ever become, I, I can tell he's like, if I ever become anything, then he'll have his stake in me, you know? And, and, and that's what happened, you know? And, and, and I'm loyal to him. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm, I'm very loyal to, to Bishop and more, more, I'm, I'm loyal to Franco. Yeah. Well, he showed you that selfless, uh, attitude, you know, that's, that goes a long ways. Yeah, it taught me how to act in the industry. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the one that really geared me and guided me into who to become in, in this industry and how to maintain integrity and be a stand-up guy. Um, if something's going to uh, ruin that integrity or, you know, make it – just don't take it on. He's actually steered me away from people who were trying to pick me up for endorsements uh, because his uh, – maybe his dealings with them or – or his insight on them. He just said, "Hey, man, I I feel that this isn't going to be good for you." And I fucking listen. You know, I just do, I just do it because I've been in this a very short time. I respect him like a brother, um, like a father figure. Even though I'm like I think four years older than him, um, I still look at him as like my my father figure because he's he's the one who showed me everything important in 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 this business. Uh, some art, but mainly. The things that are, are, are far more important. He knew I was. He 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 geared me in a direction with things to go, but he wasn't going to try to switch my art around. He just helped, uh, you know, guide me in certain ways. And it's not like we had much time together in in a lot of situations. Just in the times that we did share, it was so important. It's almost I remember like my my father was very much the same way. He never said shit. 
But when he did open his mouth, like you would listen because shit, man, he's going to say something. You know, he never says anything. And when he says something, it's going to mean something. And, uh, you know, you can take it or not, you know, yeah. but I, I chose to listen to Franco and, and it's helped guide me in, in a good direction. And I feel it's going to help guide me in the future, too. What do you think one of his uh, most important lessons were that he taught you? Um, you know, he, he, I, I showed him a tattoo that I was really stoked on and I thought it was going to be one, boy, was I wrong. I thought it was going to be one that he was going to say, yeah, awesome. You know, like that's killer or whatever, whatever I thought. He, and he's like, it's good, man. It's good. He's, he's like, can I give you some advice? And I was just like, oh, my heart just sank to my, you know, went up to my throat. And I was I just, you know, I was ready for the worst, but he, he was, he always has the best way to say things. And I'm, and I'm sure he could have opened up a can of worms on this tattoo now that I look at it. Uh, but he, 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 he helped me understand that there, there, there are things that you need to be important, um, in, in, in to, to focus on in your art, especially when you're detailing things. He like picked like the nostrils in this one thing and it, they were just blacked out. Like I was blacking out the nostrils and shading out of the nostril. But he's like, look at all this detail that could have been in that cavity because the photo is that large. The tattoo was large enough to have that detail in it. He's like, if it allows for it and it's going to have, you know, some form of importance in the piece, do it. And uh, it helped me grow from that. And that's just one lesson in art. But the I'd say the most important lesson that he ever taught me was um, – how, how, how did he put it? Um, well, it's just like whenever, and you know, I know that I'm doing it right because um, I've, I've been approached by a lot of other companies. Um, and a lot of those companies uh, said, I, we don't even care if you're with Bishop, just rock our machine as well. Now, if it's with a company that I'm already with and they make a machine, of course, I'm going to try their machine out and use them already with that company. But um, like, you know, Eternal just came out with a machine. Um, it's a great machine. They let me they let me borrow one. I, I love it. It's a great machine. But, um, you know, I, I will always continue primarily to use Bishop Rotary as my number one tool because I love it. And But he he, he basically went down the road. He sent me down. He said, you know, I, I forget what he, if he said something like, oh, if that's what I love about you or whatever it was. But he says a lot of what the industry is, is, uh, is losing today is its integrity. It's, it's, uh, loyalty yeah it's his loyalty it's the loyalty and um a lot of people will get with a company and the moment something else happens they bail now i've bailed on a company before but it was because of a of a situation that i encountered personally with that company then i left and then i picked up another company i didn't leave it for someone and i and and, and i wouldn't and i've been uh you know i've 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 been approached by a few companies and I stay loyal to Franco just because um, he helped create not only who I am as an artist, but who I am as a business person in this industry. And uh, it would take a lot more than, than uh, some sponsorship for me to break that, that friendship and trust that I have with my friend. Right. And uh, I think, I think if everybody, uh, you know, applied that type of thing uh, for any up and comers that that's listening to this, you know, I think if you apply that type of, uh, that type of, uh, thinking, I think you're going to go far. Um, I see a lot of guys that are just in it for the hype of it and they're hype men themselves and, and not, and these are usually really young guys in the in this you know that I see and just like man I, I hope they change that but most of the guys that are rippers they they know what to do I mean they're they're already been doing it for years and those are the guys who I learn from and those are the guys that I watch and and all the guys that I admire 
uh, all of them, all the big time guys, they all have that integrity, and that's what's gotten them that far. And and Franco said, look at those guys, look at those guys uh, for. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Got allergies. Going that's all right. There. You got to try local honey. Yeah, I do. I, I got that. You got that, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. It helps me out. No joke. This is the this is the tip today, man, from the yeah, podcast. Local honey. local honey will will fuck with your allergies, man. It It'll will. kick its it'll, ass. It'll put a beat down <laughs> for sure. But um, you know what? I think yeah. that's yeah. I think that's great, man. It's it's he showed you not only with his selfless acts towards you, loyalty. He's talked about it, and he's also shown you. You know what I get from that is a a loyalty to not just kiss your ass about a tattoo and to show you like, Hey, look, this is how it can be better. You know, this is yeah. my experience. And those things go a long ways. You know, that that's, yeah. that's what's, you know, important. Well, you know, what's funny, man. If, if, uh, if someone is, if, if I'm talking to someone and, and uh, they ever uh, constructively criticize my work, I like get really hyped on that and I get really stoked on that because um, I feel like they're the, it's like one of the only people really being truly honest. I never look at a piece if I'm alone and love everything about someone's piece. I may criticize it to my wife and point out all the things that I love about it too. And you know, and if it's really good, I'll be jealous and I'll talk all kinds of shit about it uh, to my wife only. And then I'll get over it and then show all my friends how much I want to be like that person. But, uh, you know, those are the steps I go through and that's how I know I really like uh, a piece. But, um, but yeah, usually it's, it's, you know, if someone's going to criticize my piece in a good way, I, I love that because it helps me grow as an artist. I'm very young in this, you know, I'm very young, uh, as, as an artist as well. I've been off and on all my whole life doing art, but yeah, seriously, I, I, it all started when when I when I started tattooing. So my painting, everything stemmed from that. What what changed? Because you had been, um, I mean, you had done a lot of stuff with uh, uh, automotive, like painting yeah. and and stuff with yeah. your hands, like more tactile stuff. What changed? Yeah, that... I, I think I think uh, it showed me that uh, you know I. I was younger when I was doing a lot of the um, realistic type stuff, and then when I needed to make money, I got all away from that because I wasn't—I didn't even know how to make money doing that. Um, and uh, I started doing those type of things: bikes, helmets, trucks, metalworks, uh, leather work, whatever it was, uh, faux finishing, cars—you know, whatever. And uh, those were really graphic design type stuff, bound by real, real hard lines, and and nothing really free-flowing, nothing creative or, I mean, it was, but not to the type of, you know, the, the, the type of, uh, direction realism takes it to. But, uh, I think when I started tattooing and then started going back to realism in my tattooing and then started painting again, it, it, it broke my fear from going into it. You know, I was, I was scared of it ever venturing back there again. I just felt like so much time had gone by and tattooing opened me up to all those things. And I realized that most tattooers are these amazing artists, at least the ones that I love are amazing artists. So then having them as friends and having them impart some knowledge and, you know, these are the guys that you pay thousands of dollars to take, uh, seminars and, 
you know, just hanging out with them and watching them do their stuff. And I was able to pick up some stuff and get the confidence again to try it. And uh, even right now, I'm, I'm, I'm working on, on this piece right here. I don't know if you can see it. It's, it's um, oh, you probably can't see it. But it's, it's from one of our other photo shoots that, that, um, that we just took. And I started photographing all my own references. I mean, I'm getting so deep into looking at guys like David Stupakis, which I just fucking got in touch with him the other night. And he sold me one of his pieces uh, that I thought for sure was gone. Like, you know, everything he posts is gone the fucking moment he posts it, right? Yeah. How this piece got lost in the, the – he put it in a gallery and it's an 8 by 10 It looks gigantic when you're looking at the photo. So much detail is bound up in this 8 by 10 I'm getting so far off the subject, bro. You're going to have to remind me what we were talking about. That's all right. I got but, you. Um, so I'm getting so wrapped up into these guys. Um, so anyway, I picked up that piece from um, from David Stupakis, one of my biggest fucking influences right now, um, and I'm sure will be for the rest of my life. And uh, what a cool guy, the coolest guy you'll ever meet. So David, if you're listening, man, thank you so much. But uh, isn't that great when you meet somebody that is inspiring you so much, and they actually and they turn out to be cool? a, a bad oh, motherfucker bro. too? I just met Sean Cheatham, another one of my favorite favorite fucking artists. <laughs> Picked up those two pieces right there on the water. I don't know if you can see those. Yep. Shit. Picked up those two pieces. And um, I thought, man, this guy's a fine artist. Like, he's a fine artist. He's not a tattooer, even though um, he's going to be getting into tattooing. Um, he was such a gentleman and such a cool guy that uh, it blew my mind, man, because I have had my heart broken. Broken. Um, when I was first starting out, one of these guys is my really good friend now. And I've never told him that, uh, I came up to him and, uh, he blew me off so fucking hard and acted like such a cool guy, you motherfucker. But, <laughs> but, uh, but he, he was having really? a bad day just like anybody else do. And you know, I find I, I do that to my, I do that sometimes too. If I'm at a convention, I'm just having a bad fucking day. And someone comes up to me, I may not act the coolest. I try to, and I'm sorry if I don't, but um, I don't think I'm cool at all. But, um, but I, you know, it, it broke my, that situation broke my heart. And I've never, ever brought it up to him because I realized it's not who he was. He must have been having a fucked day. And I came up at the wrong time. I did. I wanted just to meet him. And I, I can tell the way I did it would have annoyed anybody. I like walked into the motherfucking booth. Like, you just don't do that. You just don't do that. So, wow. So I did that. And that kind of, that, you know, I could tell it probably escalated the, the, the situation. The, but yeah. So, but yeah, it, it's so refreshing. What did, what did he do? And, you know, did these he just... guys. Oh, go ahead. What, what, when you walked in the booth, what did that artist do? Did they just be like, what the fuck, bro? Other people, other people were already in there. So I, I felt like it was like, okay, this is a time where he's actually meeting people. And and, uh, and I waited patiently. I just – and it was okay. Um, I showed him some of my work and I told him how long I was doing it for at the time. And that's when things kind of went bad. He, he, it was like, oh, yeah. You know, but it, yeah, it was kind of fucked. But, but uh, yeah – but going back to like people that are the majority of the people in this industry that I've met that I admire um, are amazing people. And I've become friends with a lot of them. And the list is so fucking long. I have, I, you know, I've, I've had very few experiences that were negative. And that's, uh, that's what I think I love about um, the tattoo industry as opposed to the fine art industry is that the level of humility 
um, seems to run pretty high in abundance when it comes to a lot of my personal favorite tattooers, where in painting, thankfully, the ones I love have been cool. But I have in the past, I, I, when I, and that's part of the reason why I dropped out of art college is, is the, oh man, it just seemed way too white collar-esque type of feel. Like, you know, just, it, it just I felt so out of fucking place. And I, I thought artists were these rad, cool, quirky people. Now that I'm older and I've realized I was wrong back then, I've realized I found a, a fucking... A, an abundance of awesome artists that are extremely cool. Primarily the ones that I, I named, like Sean Cheatham, um, uh, Carlos Torres, Nico Hurtado. Those are tattooers, uh, some of those, but they're fine artists. Yeah. And those guys are fucking cool as shit. Um, oh, God, Gustavo Armada, one of the coolest people I know. So humble, unbelievable. Yep. He's becoming a tattooer as well. Carlos Torres, one of the most humble, cool guy, coolest guys I've ever met in any industry just in life uh, Miguel Camarillo uh, gosh you know Pete Carino all these guys you know uh, Jessa Hubring um, all these people have always been super cool to me so I, I've had a couple weird experiences but they're fun to talk about because yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, you, it's not a cool story when it's when someone was cool <laughs> not a cool story when when oh my god he was such a dick but yeah. I love Anyway, yeah, now, totally. mine, even when they are, even if they are dicks, God, it almost adds a different kind of mystique to it, too. I almost like it. I almost yeah. like them. I almost <laughs> like when they're dicks. It's yeah. almost like their paintings become more valuable to me, I think. Oh, he's a dick. You got to just wonder, him. why is he such a dick? He's so he must be so mysterious. Yeah. His life, he must be like, he, what he paints, that's for real, like going inside of his brain. He ain't happy. Yeah. He's a dick. Look at his paintings. What a dick. And then they're so good, he is a dick. Yeah. Ugh. You're jealous and you're mad that I'm he's so a dick. so jealous and mad. <laughs> Fuck. He was probably super cool. I just wanted him to be a dick. Yeah. Turned What's... him into my mind to being a dick. <laughs> what was like the first thing when you first got into tattooing? Um, and you got in through, you mentioned in a couple of interviews, uh, Todd Townsend and Jeff mm -hmm. Cooper, Jeff Tat, uh, apprenticed you, but, um, Todd Townsend's work, what set that apart initially when you looked at it from a guy who maybe had been getting tattooed or, um, but hadn't really been captured by it yet. What captured you about his work? Okay. So I was, I was probably like 15, 16 years old. Todd Townsend was like an older brother to me back then. He was in punk bands, really accomplished punk bands, uh, EFN and all these, uh, South Bay punk bands. Um, I, you know, he always treated me with the utmost respect and just a great guy and an unbelievable artist. But I noticed that back then he was doing stuff that people weren't doing. He was doing more artistic stuff where guys were just kind of flashing it up. And he would, you know, he would tattoo flash too, but he would, if I gave him an idea, he would either render it or find, find a piece of art. He was just doing, you know, there was no internet back then. It wasn't like, let me hop on Google and get that image for you. Um, we had to look through books and stuff like that, or he'd just draw it up. And uh, just his level of professionalism in his art, I just was blown away by it. I, I'd never seen anything like that in tattooing. So when, when, um, you know, uh, when I remember, oh, and plus, you know, he's the first guy, uh, one of the first guys that ever tattooed me, this guy K gave me my first tattoo, but he had the second one uh, up to like the 15th one, um, till I moved away. 
Uh, and back then, a lot of people weren't getting that very tattooed up, and so to to get a bunch of work done at that time was kind of kind of a big deal. But um, so I I think what caught my eye to him was just uh, the type of artwork that he was doing. It was a darker feel. It was a really smooth black and gray. The quality was higher than anything I had seen in the past. Um, and at that time, it was definitely uh, you know um, so a- ahead of its time. Uh, so I'm 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 honored to still have uh, pieces from him on me. Uh, you know, since then I've done large pieces and 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 and. Uh, you know, uh, I have yet to get another piece from him, but um, I, I will be soon. I have a back piece that he started 21 years ago. It's only got one piece on it, and and I want to have him continue to finish it. I'm just such a big pussy when it comes to getting tattooed. I hate it. I'm about to I'm about to hit a rough spot. I'm about to get ribs up into the armpit done. Oh, and I'm not looking forward rough. to it. Yeah, I haven't Been like. There. The last things I've gotten are my knuckles, and you know those are quick. And yeah, those are quick. They hurt, <laughs> but they're so fast. Yeah, and so I'm. I'm nervous, man. I'm like, God, yeah, I just no. got my neck done by Phil Garcia. It was about an eight, nine hour session. Um, cause he put so much detail, but he's so loving and careful with it. I got, I thought it was going to kill. It didn't, you know, it didn't hurt much Yeah. Um, my- towards the end. It got, it, it was like, all right, man, we, do- are we done. Are we, are we done? <laughs> and we weren't done. Yeah. Um, but, but man, the first five hours, it felt like he was tickling me. And he's, so, he's such a cool guy, too. One of, one of my biggest uh, influences when it comes to anything nature or anything technical. He's so technical, and his tattoos are so sharp and crisp. Um, you know, I challenge anyone to take on a flower and make it look better than his. They, they would, they're going to fail miserably. <laughs> I, I stopped doing a lot of flowers, honestly, because uh, of Phil. I just, oh, wow. I don't, I, I just don't, man. I look at my, I look at his. I'm just like, what the, what's the fucking point? <laughs> save, save someone a thousand or you know whatever how much I'm gonna charge him and and uh, send him over to Phil. So now I just send all my flowers if someone requests them. I just say, why me? Down the road, there's a guy, Phil. He's a hundred times better and a lot nicer than I am. Yeah. So amazing, man. That's good. What's yeah. uh, you've been, you've been, uh, um, around Freddie Negretti. I just uh, saw. Uh, I just saw he dropped an album. You're a music guy too. Yeah. I mean, to to the point where you have a studio in your house. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do it for a living. Do you think? And and you also do a lot of other shit, man. I was blown away. You like building the grandfather clocks. You're doing, you know, the history in automotive. Your proficiency in tattooing. Do you think that all these other things, um, like what Freddie's doing now with music, feed into the tattooing? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean. Oh, you know, I always tell people, they're like, God, don't you wish you would have got the bigger, the fucking question I get the most. And it's, it's the one I probably hate the most, um, is like, Oh, don't you wish you would have gotten in a tattooing when you were younger? It's like, uh, no, I would have failed at it and I would have gotten out of it and I'd be working at fucking Denny's as the night manager, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that. The night manager at my local Denny's is one of my friends and he's a cool motherfucker. Uh, so nothing against night managers. I'm just saying I wouldn't be tattooing. Um, I am tattooing uh, at the level that I'm tattooing only because of all the life experience that I've had leading up to the point of when I was 37 and Jeff Cooper asked me if I would like to start tattooing. Um, that was based off of a drunken night and him seeing you know, that I needed a, a different direction. You know, um, Aside from that, uh, I don't think – I would have been very good at all 
um, at 22 when all I was concerned about was pussy and getting drunk. So, you know, uh, I think having a family being 37 and really needing it for this shit to work out um, was the reason that I put, you know, one time in my first uh, second year, I put 133 days straight, 16 hour days with no breaks. Um, you know, I don't know many people in this industry that have done that. Um, I only did it because uh, I had a wife and kids to feed and I was broke. And I'm not talking broke like uh, I had very little money. I was talking broke like we had no money, you know, uh, and getting handouts from family is not the way I like living. So it was a very embarrassing point in my life. Um, I needed it to work out. So I wanted to accelerate the process. But yeah, um, going back to the original question, yes, I think it's vital to the artist who I am and the person that I am today, um, uh, going through everything that I've gone through um, with music, with art, with uh, the personalities that I've come in contact with, the people that I've learned life lessons from. Um, the most important thing to me in life is is uh, becoming a good, a better human being than I am today. I don't feel like you know I'm very close to my goal. But, you know, I'm trying and trying and trying to become a better human being. So, you know, I think that reflects into the artist that I am as well. You know, I'm trying to become a better artist. But if I put all those other things first, you know, that just will help my art as well. And my music was integral um, to me. And I, and I think it's, 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 if it's what Freddie is doing, and I know Freddie, he's a great guy. I think it's going to help. I think his art helped his music and his music is helping his art. I think it's doing the same for me. And it's funny that you mentioned Freddie because he's one of the guys I looked up to, I look up to and looked up to and still look up to uh, the most out of this industry to keep reinventing yourself with every decade is not something that most people do. Like Aerosmith did it. Freddie Negretti is doing it. You know, um, we're talking at that level to where you look at Freddie's work back then and it was amazing and ahead of its time. You look at it now and it's fucking crazy. It's, it's uh, as good, if not better than uh, most of the guys out there doing the same style. Um, I'd say personally, I think it's better, but that's, you know, that's um, every, everybody's opinion uh, varies, but uh, I know most people that I show Freddie's work to that, uh, you know, they, they say, Oh, is that what's his name? Or is that what's his name? I'm like, no, man, that's, that's Freddie Negretti. That's, that's like, they're like, wow, man, that's like that. He was doing killer shit a couple of years ago and then a killer shit last year. Like they, they're like, man, this guy just keeps getting better and better. And, and, you know, I'm not a spring chicken, but he ain't a spring chicken either, you know? What so you to be, to be doing it and constantly evolving is, is man, I think he's, I think he's one of my favorite tattooers, regardless of that fact. But put that fact in it, and it, it. I think he's one of the most accomplished tattooers because he's continuing to re-evolve himself. What do you think sets his work apart? Like, what do you think it makes it so impactful? His- um, the the honesty in it, and and the definitely. I mean, the quality of it is is first and foremost the thing that draws you to his work. I mean. You know, uh, I see, uh, I'm working on a sleeve on a gentleman, and I sent him over to Freddie to get his other sleeve done. And uh, every time he comes back for one of his appointments, I look at the stuff he's done, and it's just, you know, it looks great on his Instagram and looks even better in person. So when I'm looking at it, I'm just like, man, how does he get these shapes? And a lot of it he'll do with single needle. 
And you could see the artistry in that. And to get those shapes and those, those smooth, um, you know, the smooth textures and that texture that he puts in it, it almost looks like, um, like a grainy film. Like when you see 300, that, that movie 300, when you see that grain that went across it, that made that palette so beautiful, that's like near impossible to get in tattooing. It's skin. How do you do that? I know how to get that in a charcoal piece, but how do you do that on skin? He makes his stuff look like a charcoal piece on skin. I, 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 I'd like to know who else is doing it. You know, I, no one that I know. I mean, maybe, uh, Chewy Quintanada is, is another guy that, has a beautiful style. It's different, but he gets a similar style. But Freddie has his own thing. He has his own. Uh, he has his own thing. Chente has a very similar style too. But Freddie's just has his own thing. I think it sets him apart. It's not something you could really put into words. But I think that if you see it, you'll understand what I mean. It's got a sizzle to it when you see it. It's got like you could hear a sizzle, like when you when you hear a a nice compressed mic on someone's voice. It just you hear a sizzle in the voice. It's like what I see when I see Freddie's paintings. I mean, uh, Freddie's a uh, uh, Tattooing, you know, it, it's just got a certain type of thing that uh, that I love, you know. Yeah. What, uh, what what's pushing you more these days, painting or tattooing, do you think? I think painting. Um, only because working so many days uh, in the last four years, um, I think maybe has burnt me out into not seeing it uh, well enough. You know, I'm not seeing seeing the images enough now. I, when I look at a piece, it gets it, it's almost becoming too automatic. Um, I'm not treating it uh, enough as art. Now I'm talking in degrees. I I still feel I do, but I'm going to the core of it. I I just don't feel like um, it it for a minute was, you know, I was getting a little lazy. Um, so what has re invigorated me into you know giving me that vigor again in in tattooing has been going heavy into painting um i feel that um and surrounding myself with other people's work i got crazy into collecting um but the uh i think that for me painting feeds my tattooing if i were to stop painting now um, I feel like I would probably eventually give tattooing up. I just feel like tattooing is kind of limited, um, where painting is limitless. You can only take so many passes on skin. You can only do so much in a session. And even then, you can only do so much of the piece in the, however many times you hit it down the road. You'll start beating the thing up and bringing the ink out. So I, I think that that's what I love. And also, and don't get me wrong, clients, I love every one of you. Um, I like being alone. Um, I don't like the uncomfortableness of the person. They're feeling uncomfortable and they want to make uncomfortable conversation. And that's only a couple times. But man, one out of every week, I'll get that. And, and I feel like I take that out of the equation with my painting. It's just me and what I want to do. I don't have someone saying like, oh, is that going to change? Or oh, are you going to fill that in? You know, they don't understand my process or whatever. And then I, I tend to get frustrated because I'm old and crotchety, you know, and, and, and kind of an asshole at times. But um, so I feel like that that removes me from that. Now, with that said, with that said, when I do paint and I do get my fix and I do continue to do my art privately at home, I go to the shop and then those things don't bug me. Yeah. Then I can sit there and I'll, I'll love with the love and laugh with the client, drink with the client, 
smoke some weed with the client. You know, I'll do whatever it is that I do uh, or what they want to do, and, and we'll have a great time. But that's because I've already gotten my personal fix at home, um, you know, without having those elements in it. Because for a while I wasn't doing uh, my artwork and it was six, seven days a week dealing with clients. And at the time when I wasn't being selective and taking everything on, man, I got some fucking time bombs and I'll call every one of these assholes out. You're an asshole. No, just kidding. Just kidding. No, I've had a couple that they were just ultimately just really big jerks. And, and it turned me off. It was just like, wow, man, I'm trying to be the nicest person, give you a piece of art, and you're coming in with an attitude from the go. You know, I, I can't stand people like that in general. So, you know, unfortunately, you don't get to really choose um, what they're going to be when they show up. And uh, if they show up and they're really kind and, and uh, pleasant, I will be the most kind and pleasant uh, person around but if they're really heavy duty um you know i'll tend to just be introvert put my headphones on and just lose myself you know yeah yeah you seem to be very humble and very uh uh you know know, nice nice guy guy. to you know be around i mean it's uh you know from the from the stuff that's out there that you've presented yourself with um it's difficult and i deal with that on a daily basis working in a street shop sure you know on a higher level you know, sure. it's it's disappointing when you have to, you know, you may be struggling with the des- with the design to a certain degree, with the skin to, su- to sure. a certain degree, and then you add on top of the you know the emotional struggle yeah. that takes place between the client. Uh, you know, when somebody's like that, and it is true, yeah. you're trying to be nice, you're putting on an indelible mark that's supposed to, that's marking some point in their life. Yeah. You know, and you want it to be a good experience. And I've had those experiences myself getting tattooed where. Um, it, it just, I still look at those tattoos today and I'm just like, God damn it. You know, right. why I, did I, it have to be I got like a body that? work of that. But, yeah, but you ever, get um, this, you ever get this one where you're like, you're sitting there and you're, 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 you're trying to tattoo and, and the person is just like, not, I mean, they came in, not stoked and not, you know, get done and you feel like it's your masterpiece. You really gave the person 110% of, of, of what it is that they're, they're doing it and then just out of the blue they they just like look at it and they're like mm, it's nice man thanks and they you know pay you and walk out just like dude i just broke myself on that yeah. tattoo and you just don't even appreciate it you just wanted something to fill that spot like crazy you know yeah um What's- i rarely thankfully nowadays for the last like two two years most of my clients, 99% of my clients have been the raddest people. And I've built the best relationships and friendships with my some of my clients. Yeah. Some of them end up modeling for me for my paintings or my tattoos. Uh, some of them are uh, I've just become good friends with. They come hang out at the conventions or we just – they come in, you know – you know, uh, we'll tattoo them and just, I'll give them a shit ton more work and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, you know, uh, the best, the best times are those times when, um, like what happened to me the other day, I did these two little tattoos on first timers. One was like a kiss Mickey and one was like a little Eeyore with a girl, um, that represented her daughter who had passed away, made that lady cry twice because once when she looked at the design and once when she saw the design finished, you know, yeah, those are the times where you know that you've impacted somebody greatly and it, and it feels good, you know? Yeah. Um, what's the next thing for you, Rich? What do you got going? Um, next thing for me, um, you have the seminar coming up in, uh, yeah, yeah. I have a seminar coming up, uh, at, uh, 
at the uh, at the Palm Springs Tattoo Convention. Um, those guys are great. They're putting on an unbelievable uh, thing. Sullen's involved now, so that's going to really be uh, make it just even better. Um, hope to see everybody out there. It's going to be a really good time. On Sunday, I'm giving uh, I'm going to be doing a um, seminar. And one thing I haven't posted yet, um, there's one of the people, I will be doing a live tattoo uh, right after the seminar uh, within that same space. And I'll be giving a tattoo away to one of the people taking the seminar. So um, I wasn't going to post about it, uh, but I think I might. I think I might cool. just to create uh, a little bit more buzz. Absolutely. And where can people uh, find out about that? Um, um, palm if you, trees if and you're tattoos. In, I yeah, think, palm trees com. and tattoos dot com. If you if you're looking to get uh, more information on the seminar, you can contact me directly at Rich Kelly with an I. So R I C H K E L L I at MSN dot com. Um, that's my email. You can uh, uh, contact my wife Kelly, and she'll um, get you more info on that. It's uh, it's going to be a good seminar. Um, it's it's basically just taking the knowledge that I've acquired throughout life, and also the four years I've been tattooing from from some great people that I've learned from. I put together my own methodology, and yeah. and uh, and have been teaching this seminar for a little for some time now. Absolutely yeah. mind blowing. Four years of tattooing, yeah. great great <laughs> shit, man. I love it. Thanks, man. Guys, go check out uh, Rich Pineda's work. Um, you can find him on Instagram at Richie Bond. R-I-C-H-I-E-B-O-N. That's correct. Uh-huh. Yep. So go check that out. You can always find me on Instagram at OG Joe Swanson. You can go check out my website, therealjoeswanson.com. Um, I have uh, my DVDs up there as well. So if you want to learn to uh, paint flash uh, with watercolor, I have that. You can also pick that up uh, from Kingpin Tattoo Supply. Um, I will be out at uh, Ink and Iron. Uh, June 6th through the 8th, I'll be in the Sullen booth doing interviews, um, hopefully be live streaming live streaming them um, with Sullen TV. Um, so come out, check the booth out, check out Ink and Iron. Um, thanks for listening, and uh, thank you, Rich. I sure appreciate you taking the time and doing this, man. Of course, man. Thanks, guys, for listening right. to my shit. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> thanks, man. Bye-bye.